1: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we've just got the small matter of an FA Cup quarter-final to be building up to this weekend. Everton are welcoming Manchester City to Goodison Park. Pep Guardiola's side are in a quite a decent run of form, you'd have to oh. say, but it's a one-off game. And uh, Carlo Ancelotti uh, is seeming a little bit confident heading into this game. I am your host Adam Jones, and today joined by Dream Team of Dave Prentice and (laughs) Gav Buckland, ready to ready to spread the positivity. I think ahead of this game. This is what we want today—a nice little positive post. Preno's (laughs) giving me a face already, but (laughs) this is what we want, right? Um, We we will start with you, Preno, and uh, unfortunately, we do have to start off on a bit of a negative note. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti in his press conference confirms that Robin Olsen will be out of this weekend's game, which is leaving Jao Virginia as the man in goal because, of course, Jordan Pickford is also out injured. Carlo doesn't seem concerned about having Virginia in goal. How do you feel about the whole situation?
1: Uh, Well, I wish I could uh, put on as brave a face as Carlo does, but that's why he's an elite-level manager and a master motivator, because he did look completely unruffled, didn't he, and completely laid back about the situation. Uh, maybe it's like the uh, the swan serenely gliding across the surface, whereas underneath his flippers are going like... <laughs> <laughs> because it's a massive, massive blow. I mean, losing Jordan Pickford, as I spoke about in the last podcast, the man who's in form at the moment anyway and capable of making the really blinding saves that save you results and save your matches. And then Robin Olsen, was very, very different, but it was like more of a calming, reassuring presence, and he's very experienced. And then you're tossing in an unknown quantity into the equation. I mean, you've seen plenty of under-23 football, Adam, so you know what a good shot stopper job, Virginia, is. But, you know, you're playing um, elite-level football, the best team in the country by a country mile, who are going to make sure that you are pulled out of position and you're overworked. And um, you're effectively making, you know, it's not his full debut. I know he's made, uh, you know, Carabao Cup appearances as well. But, you know, it's his, let's just say his full debut against Premier League opposition. Uh, so, you know, it, it's going to be a real test for him. And, you know, as if that wasn't bad enough, James Rodriguez also not quite fit enough to play. So major obstacles and you know to overcome thrown in Carlo's path. But he sounded laid back enough about it. He sounded bullish enough. It's the old cliche, 11 men against 11 men on the day. But there's so much that goes against Everton in this one. Apart from laughing the goalkeeper, no atmosphere either. No fans in there. And that can make a massive difference in a cup tie as we saw at this stage five years ago, was it? Or maybe even less, when Chelsea came in the quarterfinals and an absolutely rocking atmosphere, you know, sort of contributed to Everton winning that one. That won't be there on this occasion. So, yes, all the uh, odds are stacked against Everton. So, no, I'm not as uh, confident or as bullish as Carlo. We'll just have to wait and see. Keep your fingers and toes crossed. You know, get all your lucky charms out and... Get your lucky undies on and everything, you know, just do everything <laughs> possible you can to try and influence the outcome of the game.
0: I mean, Gav, we got a bit of a look at Gilles Virginia when he came off the bench against Burnley. Uh, kept a yeah. clean sheet. He, did, he wasn't tested all that many times, I would have to say, uh, by Burnley. I think the game yeah. was already kind of gone by that point. But did you see enough from his performance on that day to you know calm any sort of nerves that you might have had over Virginia going into this one?
2: I don't think it was enough, really. Yeah. Was it? What was it, half? About 50 yeah, minutes, yeah. yeah, yeah, not really enough. And I you say, like, under 23 football, different demands, isn't it? Different, uh, different environments, so it's, it's definitely unknown. I was just thinking, like, Plano doing the, the old duck kicking there, you know, do you reckon Carlo does that, or is he just serene? You know, like, that's you know, like he's just he, he maybe he's not even kicking below the surface, it may just be like that permanently. <laughs> I, I, I say, I, I was just thinking, and it only struck me when. when just so was it was when we beat City in 2013. Was that when Yamu made his debut?
0: I was gonna say, was to, uh, yeah, does he need to try
2: and, yeah, uh, get it to yeah, yeah, the first game or maybe his first game? we were obviously City of the Champions, and that was when he said that and he said like the no, out day. And if I remember that day, the clouds really got behind, and I think that that will be tomorrow for what, it? You know, get, having the guy giving you a bit of confidence, all that type of stuff, and mm. um, I think I, I'm just thinking aloud here whether having to work against them a little bit, not having the crowd. Um, mm. so now you'd like. I remember that Mooka de- debut, or where uh, everybody's behind him and supporting him, and it worked really well. Nice tomorrow
0: for the crowd the wouldn't it? Really, surely. Well, I mean, Prano, we've talked. You know, in the past, with Everton's goalkeeper situation, about you know how the goalkeeper can affect the defenders in front of them as well. Uh, you know, having a confident goalkeeper means having confident defenders in that back line as well. How much do you think you know having a solid defense in front of Virginia is going to be able to try and help him through this match?
1: It's going to be absolutely vital uh, in this one. I mean, communication is such a big issue uh, between defenders and goalkeeper, even more so nowadays, given how much goalkeepers are expected to do with their feet um and just given his his inexperience and his youthfulness he's going to need uh defenders in front of him a who can protect him but b you know sort of talk him through it um it's it's going to be a test not whatsoever about it and i'm a little bit concerned in some respects that the back four that we have at the moment doesn't appear to be the most vocal and um the, the most you know so obviously communicative um That's if Seamus Coleman's not involved. I mean, uh, if you go for the the back four that Everton played when we played Manchester City last time, um, which defended quite well, to be fair, you know, and and did okay. Just City had an exceptional day. We made one or two silly errors, but we had Holgate, Keane, Mina, and uh, Godfrey, I think, playing left back uh, that day. And uh, they all protected, you know, so Pickford reasonably well, uh, you know, and, and got through the game okay. But if we go with something similar again, they're going to have to work in tandem with Jar Virginia. I'm going to have to help him through because it's two ways of looking at it. I mean, you know, the, the lad himself might think about, wow, this is such a challenge for me. This is my opportunity to prove what I'm capable of. And, you know, you might have one of those absolutely inspired days. That you just don't know. I mean, uh, goalkeepers are such a, a, a rare breed. I'm trying to think of occasions when maybe something like this has happened. But... We don't know how good he could become. Chris Woods, was it when he came on for uh, Nottingham Forest in a League Cup final? You know, so um, no one knew anything about him. And he had an absolute blinder and then went on to have this wonderful career. Maybe Jai Virginia will be that type of player. But, you know, he's a young goalkeeper with a great career ahead of him. And it's his moments to actually, you know, sort advertise those qualities to the world. I'm desperately hoping and crossing my fingers while I'm saying this because we don't know. That's an ideal scenario. But for that to happen, he's got to be helped, yeah, 100%. He's got to have the defenders basically pushing him in the right direction and you know sort of advising him. It's got to be a collaborative you know, sort of teamwork uh, contribution. Will it be? Mm. Well, we'll soon find out.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I mean, just picking up on that point, Gav,
0: I mean, obviously, you maybe expect Man City to make a few changes for this game, but they're still going to have a ridiculously yeah. strong side. They're going to put a lot of pressure on the defence and on the goalkeeper as well. Does this maybe represent a little bit of a free shot of Virginia? You know, put up against you know the toughest side in the country. Just go out and see what you can do.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree with you there, Ad. Um terms thinking in some respects there's more of a dish playing them against against the Burnley, isn't it? Or a team of that ilk against City. It's not going to affect the team as much, I think. Um if you if lose, it's not going to be because, because of the keeper, is it? I think, City, you just got to play well as a team and have great shape as a team. So, um, yeah, it is a bit of a three-hit. But a funny feeling, Prano talking about that when uh, Southall, debut, didn't he? that was the last-minute job, I think. Uh, um, Mind you, Espen Bardson was the last-minute job as well, wasn't it? Prano at Spurs that time. Uh, yeah, we don't want to revisit yeah. that one again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, let's hope he's more, let's hope he's more Southall than Bardson. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I get that completely. As I, I think you're right, it is a bit of a free hit for him. Um, you know, if the worst comes to the worst, it's probably not going to be about him. It's going to be because of the team hasn't played uh, played well in a tighter match. Where he's more like, could be more likely to uh, um, influence the game. But I think, um, yeah, I've got, put it this way. I've got more worries about tomorrow than the goalkeeper.
1: I well, don't well, think well, you know well,
2: what I mean? One I, of those 40s then. Yeah, well, City, City are playing really well, are You know, mm. you just mentioned they could he put a second team tomorrow out of City, couldn't he? Mm. And they you know, they're still probably better than us. You know, they've got the spending powers for our greater and and Gwazio is obviously a top coach and so um within that context, us having to have that there to so his keeper, it out is not really that 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 big a deal. Um they're on a good run City, but and uh, David Al, uh, David Hughes piece was quite good. to the Echo today wasn't I thought quite mm-hmm. positive. Um, in in compared you know, comparing how Man United played against City, that the worst thing you can do against City is just sit back in defence because obviously you just at some point they're going to breach it, aren't they? Um, is actually to press them higher up the pitch and work hard higher up the mm-hmm. pitch and and force them into mistakes. I know City, uh, United have got more firepower up front perhaps um, and maybe more pace, maybe not, uh, you know, throughout the team. But um, I think, I, I don't think tomorrow what scares me is we'll just sit back mm. for, for 90 minutes and just play. we get penalties use or something. There's mm-hmm. at some point they're going to score hardy. Um, yeah. I think we've got we've got to got to work hard further up the pitch tomorrow and and you know press them make it difficult for them. Because people are saying oh yeah, have to the best team ever they have seen in the Premier League can't say that in this season. Uh, and, and I do get the impression I do It's said in his article that some teams have been against City before they've gone on the pitch. Mm. So we've got to have the right like, mental, mental mental setup as well. Mm. So I don't they scare me scare me because of their records and because of the players that they've got. We can can get something else of it tomorrow, I think, if we apply ourselves and work
0: hard. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'll well, expand on that a little bit, Preno. Do you think that Everton do have the capabilities to play like that? Because you know other you know strong home results that we've seen. I'm thinking you know against Chelsea and Arsenal in particular, it was very much a sit back, soak up the pressure, and then hit them on the counter sort of thing. You know, as Dave's piece uh, suggested uh, today, it, that's maybe not the best way to go about things against Man City. As Gav's quite rightly mentioned, it's it's about pressing them high up the pitch.
1: I think we we need to try and find a repeat of the performance that we produced in the league game a month or so ago. I know that sounds a little bit strange because we ended up losing that game 3-1, but I still think that there were lots of positives in that match. And, you know, it was unfortunate in that, you know, whilst we were doing well, City scored an absolute wonder goal. You know, so the the kind of goal that, you know, so probably they will only score, but at the moment, so so once every month or so, but, you know, so they are such an exceptional team. Uh, And, you know, we made... Just a couple of you know sort of silly, you know, sort of minor errors in that game. And you need to be as near perfect as you can be to get a result against Manchester City and also hope that they're not quite on the game as much as they were that night. And you know, well though they're playing, they're not going to repeat that performance every single time. They've become quite close to it at the moment, but they have been beaten recently, you know. So we, we need to find a way of doing that. And it's going to be difficult, obviously, with the other players that we have missing. Uh, but you know, it's it's not an absolute, you know, foregone conclusion. You know, it, you know, there, there could be uh, a possibility of us, you know, sort of doing something on the night and you know, sort of pulling off the shock results, But we've got to be as near perfect as we can, and we've got to. Everybody's got to be absolutely as close to perfection as they can be. I mean, the game at Chelsea, for argument's sake, you know, where uh, you know, okay, it looks like an absolutely comfortable defeat. But the Richarlison miss when the 1-0 down, you know, when he had a, a half-decent opportunity, we've got to be taking opportunities like that when they're presented. And likewise, the Manchester City, the first game, you know, so we had an opportunity before Richarlison scored, you know, so that we didn't take. And so, you know, we've got to absolutely be ruthless and take the opportunities when they are presented. Because We will create one or two moments. We've got to make sure we take them. And then equally, got to defend absolutely immaculately throughout. And that's asking an awful lot, but, you know, if we can do that, we can get a result, you know. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility. You look at the bookies' odds, and yes, you know, City are massively odds-on, and they're odds-on for a reason because they're a great side. But these, you know, things do occasionally get, you know, these cup upsets, you know. So these results do occasionally get thrown up, and you know, we just got to hope this can be one of them.
0: Mm. And I think the important point to note, Gav, about that previous game against Man City is that Dominic calvert Lewin didn't play; Alan didn't play. Yeni Mina got taken off after 18 minutes as well. Yeah. All three of them you're expecting to be back for Everton tomorrow. How important can all of them be?
2: um Going from the first, I think Mina gives us options at the back, doesn't it? If he comes in, would you therefore play coffee at right back?
0: Potentially. Uh, yeah.
2: So not only Mina coming back, but enables us to. The, the right back position has been problematical for us for most of the season hasn't it in terms of you know I know Seamus has played and whole game but um I think Godfrey's mobility and, and physical presence would be um welcomed. So me and definitely Alan needs to be fit, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, needs to be fit and fired and it'd be interesting to see what system Carlo plays tomorrow. Um so yeah, absolutely and, and is, well these are Goal score, isn't he? And you want him playing, it's snapping mm. up those chances that pleno was talking about. So, um, all things considered,
0: all three will be welcome
2: compared to the league game, yeah. And you're right, I mean, that was it, one all was about 15 minutes left in the league game, something like that.
0: Um, maybe maybe 20 or so minutes left, yeah.
2: 20 minutes, which, 20, which 20, was to say yeah. I think it was the year before, wasn't it? One or with 15 minutes left. I think when mara scored, it was the free mm. kick. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll take one over 15 minutes there tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, though we lost 3-1, I think, the last two league games, that's not necessarily a reflection. I know City probably, you know, boxed both matches. But in some respects, not necessarily a reflection of, of the the balance of the game. Um, mm. So, yeah, stay in the game and take it from there, really. I mean, City got this great record under, domestically under... Pep Avenue, I was just having a look before. I think they they played 47 domestic cup ties under Guardiola, only lost five. <laughs> so, you know, and one of them was the second like League Cup game that he went through so an aggregate. Yeah. But the Lord advantages with to say you can't be successful all the time in cup, domestic cup games. So hopefully tomorrow it'll end. But Pedro's spot on, everybody has to be 100 percent tomorrow, as does the manager, as does the substitutes. Mm. You know, because there's five five substitutes, is it? Yeah, I've lost up. count I've lost Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's yeah. also dare I like, say favour City so yeah. uh, there's some options there um, but yeah we can win but you know go, well, go through but I'll tell you what we need to work uh, hard for it and make mm. sure everybody on the got their A game out
0: yeah we were talking about the high pressing game earlier Preno and you know obviously the return of Dominic Calvert-Lewin is going to be important for that but how about Guilfi Sigurdsson as well do you think that his return could be important in that sense as well
1: I I don't know really. I mean, he was I, I thought he played very well. He played in the uh, the last league game against City. and, you know, did well. And uh, you know, so Carlo does like him. But uh, you might not have seen this email yet, Adam, but you were asking for uh, you know, likely Everton lineups uh, tomorrow, uh, which we do have for you, our, have our you team. Not in? And uh, I was trying to basically formulate a team that would <sighs> basically stink the gaff house and you know go for an air one and win on penalties. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think the phrase was, you know, how do you stop an irresistible force? You place an immovable object in its path. And you know, the back four that we played that night, fine with Luca Dean a little bit further forward. And I'm thinking, well the midfield too, you know, so Tom Davis, Alan, um, you know, they're robust enough and you know, sort of mobile enough to hopefully try and close the space down. And then who do you play on the right? And I thought, well, I didn't want to be too, you know, sort of open. And so, you know, I put Richarlison behind uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, you know, so rather than Sigurdsson, just to be that little bit more resilient. I mean, you could have put Richarlison on the right and played Sigurdsson, you know, behind uh, Calvert-Lewin. That's like a more... Um, ambitious um, approach, maybe Carlo will go with that, but I didn't. I went for Seamus Coleman on the right with <laughs> a way of trying to just be as like solid as possible. I know that looks like six defenders, uh, maybe right might need six defenders, I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, in that uh, lineup, that didn't have Gilfie Sigurdsson, and I felt bad for doing that because I'm a Gilfie Sigurdsson fan and he is playing well at the moment. So maybe it depends on how ambitious we're going to be on the day. Are we going to try and have a go at them? Are we going to try and you know, sort of press them? I'm not so sure. We've got the players who can do that. City are so good at the back. I mean, they want you to do that. They want to suck you in, you know, and so they want to you know, so play the ball out from the back. They've even got a goalkeeper who's as good as most you know, uh, midfield players with the ball at his feet. And so, you know, they are comfortable doing that. Um, you know, are we capable of pressing them? I'm not so sure. I think the, the better option might be, like we did against Chelsea and Arsenal, as you say, in the, the first games at Goodison. Sitting deeper, defending deeper, and trying to use our pace to hit teams on the break. And Richarlison and Calvert Lewin have got pace, you know, so we can do it with that. But, you know, that's my, you know, so back of a cigarette packet tactics. <laughs> I'm sure Carlo will have something altogether much more considered and much more, you know, so tactically intellectual put together.
0: Mm. Well, speaking about Sigurdsson in particular, Pep Guardiola <laughs> brought Sigurdsson up in his pre match press conference and he called him the way they used was master. In terms of uh, set pieces, especially uh, Carlo Ancelotti, uh, also you know highlighting the importance that set pieces could have for Everton, you know, especially with the likes of Yerry Mina, Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the side. Yeah, uh, Gav, do, do you think that you know the necessity for us to have good set, set pieces kind of means that Sigurdsson needs to start? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether in a high pressing game go hand in hand, man. Um, <laughs> Uh, to, to be fair <laughs> um yeah i i i get that I, I i like i like i'm a guilty fan and he gives us something a bit extra i don't said. there's a few fans who don't like him um yeah i mean i think it's happy needless to say put at all times Quite good. It, have we got one of the highest in the Premier League set pieces or something like yeah, that? I think it's. Yeah? Is it maybe um, just behind West Ham? Um, is it
0: something like that? West,
2: West Ham, yeah The other piece of stuff for us anyway. Which might be reflected in my forecast at the end, of the, end, of the, end of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I'll play Sigurdsson tomorrow. To, to be honest with you, I'm not like Flano. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a Coleman right midfield. Um, I will change my mind and
1: off on <laughs> yeah. our side. I mean, this is this is my pre-match. I love you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to Bluenile.com. That's Bluenile.com.
2: I, I, was, I, I haven't seen Pep's, I haven't seen Pep's uh, press conference. I'm just wondering what, what context did you say? Master? Was it talking my plant? Was it, did you say? Was it free was it cake? How, that how yeah, did he, that get brought was... up?
0: He was talking about set pieces. Yeah, I've, I've got the, uh, yeah. the exact quote here. He says, "Away, you have to realise how they play. How we can find spaces to attack. Control set pieces because they have a master with Sigurdsson as a taker and tough players like Keane and Mina and Calvert Lewin." So yeah, he's clearly, uh, he's okay. clearly very wary of the yeah, the damage that Everton yeah. can do in terms of set pieces.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's right. I mean, so that, that that's the one thing they'll be fearful of tomorrow morning if if City do mm. fear. Uh, it's that, you know, uh, see John Stones is playing well at the moment as well, isn't he? Mm. Uh, scoring yeah. goals. Um, so, yeah, no, no, I get it. I mean, I have to say, I I like City, don't get me wrong. And um, I sort of appreciate how good they are. But, you know, we've got to remember this. We, we play, As I say, we're playing artificial football at the moment. Is I don't think it's a time to judge how good the team is, uh, and I think some teams are beaten before they play them. So I would definitely be uh, positive about tomorrow. And I can, I, I'm, I'm probably, you know, talking myself into this too much. But I can see, I'm getting a result tomorrow is not beyond the realms of possibility. I, I've, mm. I've got this theory that if you win a fifth round game, five four after extra time, <laughs> or whatever it was that. You've got a good chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. You know what I mean? I was going to say name on the trophy, but I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> I, 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 we don't want to be intimidated by City's reputation. Stay in the mm. game. Be positive. Press when we can. We take advantage of set pieces.
0: And we make something out of it. Mm. Well, I think that's what, what's interesting about Carlo Ancelotti's press conference, wasn't it, Breno? Because as you said. At the start of the podcast, here, you know he seemed very well. I wouldn't say bullish, but he was he was quite confident about you know his side's uh, chances and their desire in the FA Cup. Yeah. He was asked whether this is going to be his most important game, and he said he essentially said, "Yeah, it is for now, yeah. but I want to have more important games than this in the future, like the semi final, the final, uh, the game that might decide us getting into Europe as well." So you know, it, it it's really good to hear a manager talking like that, isn't it? You know, it is how good City are. You know, they're not unbeatable.
1: I mean, you want to have that, you know, sort of confidence from your manager, even if it's misplaced. Um, I can think of lots of, you know, examples in the past. Um, I remember uh, Howard Kendall when he was going through his really bad times at Everton and uh, talking to, you know, so people about his demeanor. And he used to physically steel himself before he walked into Belfield because he'd feel the pressure like everybody did. But he'd walk in with a big cheery smile on his face and he'd you know, put everybody at ease and gave the impression that it wasn't a problem, you know, so everything's going fine. Just trust me. Walter Smith, to a lesser degree. I remember a game at Coventry City a long, long time ago when Peter Clark made his debut at right back. Phil Jevons played. Uh, I think Walter actually described it to me privately as a, it's an oh my god. A, Because we had so so many players, so many players missing. Uh, But then he publicly, you know, so for the paper, basically said that look, no worries at all. You know, so we've got a team that can go there and do this. I don't want to hear about all the players who are missing. I want to hear about the players who are available. And we went down and won three one. And okay, this is Coventry City. It wasn't Manchester City, but we play in Sky Blue, so who knows? Um, But no, (laughs) it's a message from the manager. It's all about motivation. It's all about uh, playing a part, basically. You know, so being an actor. And, you know, so having people believe in the words that you're saying, and, you know, Carlo Ancelotti will be saying that to his players, and you'll have them believe in it because he's Carlo Ancelotti, because he has masterminded, you know, sort of tactical master plans against, uh, you know, the best teams in Europe, and actually, you know, sort got a result, you know, against teams like that. And so he will have found opportunities and ways in which Manchester City can be beaten. Um, but as we said at the sort of outset, for that to come to fruition, Every single player will have to play to the top of their game. City will have to have one or two players on a ribbon off day. He will say that. And, you know, so he will make the players at his you know command believe that. So, yeah, it's good management. You know, so it's very shrewd management. And I like the fact as well he's not trying to, you know, sort of overstate the case. Yes, it is the most important game, he says, of his Everton career so far. But there could be more important ones to come. So, yeah, it's all very, very, very good management. And uh, was it was Jermaine Janus earlier this afternoon, the BBC pundit. Uh, was asked by somebody about uh, the games this weekend and how he believed they could go. And whilst not actually saying he believed Emerson would win, um, there was a very, very positive analysis of the game. And he said that Emerson haven't uh, achieved silverware for a long, long time. But they have got the man, you know, so who's capable of bringing, you know, so sort of those trophies to Goodison, and he believed the biggest key to this game at the weekend is not the goalkeeper, it's not Abdullah Toure's absence, it's not Dominic Calvert Lewin playing, but it's Carlo Ancelotti, you know, so he's the man that can make the difference in this game. So, you know, that that's, uh, you know, a guy who's played football, who's, you know, so a much better pundit than I am, um, suggesting that Carlo Ancelotti, you know, so it could be the difference. So, you know, let's hope that's the case. Yeah. And I suppose, Gav, you
0: know, another example of that is that Carlo Ancelotti could easily have come into his press conference today and been bemoaning the injuries that have plagued his side. You know, James Rodriguez out, Decore out. Now they're not not going to have a senior goalkeeper either. But he was very quick to dismiss that. He was saying, I don't want to focus on the players that aren't going to be there. I want to focus on the players that are there. And yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, a, right. that's, a, that's another positive thing for fans to hear isn't it Ahead of tomorrow.
2: yeah I, I can think of a few Everton managers in the past who would have definitely focused on the manager <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the players being in I was going to say when Jermaine Tienis was saying about Carlo the fact that tomorrow he's not sure about put his boots back on is he and <laughs> getting out on the pitch to, to <laughs> I remember, so, the injury yeah.
1: crisis is quite that yeah
2: I just going off on a tangent completely uh, sad I remember like you saying about the uh I mean, and he was good for the quiff, wasn't he, when he was struggling. Remember, the uh, the day before the infamous County game on New Year's Eve, uh, 1983, he said "The uh, that this is the best Dinsby clases rapper I've ever seen, even even Yogi, the club dog, is limping. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, you, yeah, I, I you know what, you mentioned it being a free hit for Virginia. I think it may be Carlos relaxed to is also in some respect is a free hit for him as well, isn't it? Mm. Nobody's expecting us to win tomorrow. It's not, you know, okay, it'd be great to get the semi-final and stuff, but actually getting beat City is not the, you know, not necessarily season-defining uh, uh, loss. Um, so maybe he's a little bit relaxed on the surface because he knows there's a free hit. Um, perhaps underneath he fancies it. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think as much as I'd be... There's things about Ancelotti's appointment that I said at the time perhaps I didn't support. One thing is completely clear: as I I he's, he's a master of press conferences, mm. I, you know, they're, they're all affectionate you know how yeah. to manage. I know it's slightly different at the moment because people aren't there and stuff. But all of that experience and all and you know knowledge and all that he's built on so years as a player and and. And a manager in some mm. races. They're always masterpieces, aren't they? Yeah. Very. You know, apart you know, from Luke Garbus I think everybody's a big fan of the press conferences, aren't <laughs> <laughs> <But, but, laughs> Yeah, he never said, he never really puts it put wrong, does he? And, and yeah. he said exactly what I expected him to say. Go the positives, blah, blah, blah. Big games on the horizon that we need to look forward to, not just this one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good, good management. Mm-hmm. I mean, Prenner, while we're on the subject of uh, injuries, uh, we saw the return of a, a quite mythical man to yeah. Finch Farm, as it's turned out. Jean-Philippe Gabamon has been uh, pictured back at Finch Farm for, I think, the first time since May, yeah. which is which is quite incredible, really. But doing individual individual ball work, and uh, Carl Ancelotti seemed to suggest in his press conference that he could be you know, returning to training with the team next week and he could be in contention after the international break, which is, you know, it's promising for him, I
1: suppose, isn't it? Well, that is definitely what I gleaned from it. Um, You know, I saw those pictures uh, earlier today, I read your piece where, you know, he was back on the training pitch doing ball work and he didn't look like he'd aged any. It was was great. Um, But no, (laughs) I'm, I'm being flippant there. I mean, the lad has had an incredibly tough time. And uh, Carlo was very upbeat about his inclusion. If be training with the lads next week, which suggests he's going to be in you know, sort of regular uh, contact, you know in terms of tackling and stuff like that. And you know if he gets through all that well enough, we, we could be seeing him in the squads very soon. So that's that's great news. Uh, I'm not going to go so far as to suggest that you know we've got the Abdel Kauri replacement, you know, so sort of lined up for between now and the end of the season. Uh, but we have got a, possibly an opportunity to see him introduced, you know, bit by bit from the bench maybe, um, you know, in the the next month or so, which is great news, you know, because the the lads had such a really tough, tough, torturous time. And uh, let's hope fingers crossed he can come through it all now and get back playing again. And we can see the kind of player that, you know, we thought we had all those years ago uh, because, yeah, it's been so, so tough for him. So, yeah, whilst today's press conference wasn't particularly upbeat uh, there were one or two, you know, so rays of sunshine, and that was certainly one of them. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the
1: we just hit a million orders stage.
2: No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer special all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special
0: I suppose, Gab, there's two sides to Gabamon's return, isn't there? Because, of course, you don't want to push him too hard and you know, risk a recurrence of any sort of injury worries from now until the end of the season. But at the same time, we do kind of need to see how he's going to fit into the rest of this squad, don't we, before the summer transfer window where, you know, if Gabaman's not going to fit into this squad, Everton kind of needs to sign a player in that area, do not he?
2: Yeah, you know, you know, well, as I think, if it rhymed on the clock back 12 months, I think we said exactly the same thing on the yeah. pod 12 months ago. <laughs> yeah. That, he need, you know, seriously, that he needed games at the end of the season to prove his fitness because that would help determine that transfer strategy during the summer. And 12 months later, we are still in the same uh, the same boat, aren't we? If he comes back in and he shows his fitness and that there's no longer term implications, then we can, you know, we can send him elsewhere, you know. So, that's that's the best case scenario. I'm not going to talk about the worst case scenario. So, it would be it'd be good to see him back for a number of days. I fills a hole because we've got the core missing, although he's not a like but like with to core, is he? Mm. Um. You know, he's more, he's more, he is a defensive midfielder, I believe. Um, so, yeah, so that's good news. He's, he's always sending on my Twitter every ever press conference, <laughs> but it's <that's about, laughs> not necessarily a good thing, you know, because um, <laughs> he gets brought up every, every one of them. Yeah, be great to see him. I mean, I feel so, I mean, if you go to a foreign country and get injured, it's bad enough. Well, just being injured is bad enough, but in a foreign country mm. when he just joined, is bad enough before you had time settled. And obviously, with what's going on, you know, since uh, lockdown, it must be been desperately challenging time. Not just with, just with your injury, mm. just generally life in general and your own personal morale and well-being you must have taken an absolute battering. Mm. And I think you'd be really understated that, you know, with him. It's not just a physical thing, is it? It's a mental. Mm. It's a, it's a mental challenge for him. And if he comes back, i would be great to see him back. And what? What a great story that would be if he comes back before the end of the season, if he gets a, a couple of... at a game time, you know? Mm. So, because we've got to think of him as an individual within this, not just, just the team and mm. the club.
0: Yeah. And I suppose in that sense, Preno, you know, has, he, has Gabamon got the best manager possible in Carlo Ancelotti to try and bring him back into the setup Because, you know, Carlo's not going to be putting any undue pressure on him, is he? He's going to be very, very calm and he's going to be, you know, very... Welcoming, I would say, of of Gabamin's return.
1: Up to a point, um, I certainly thought there was like a hint behind what he said last week about wanting to see, you know, Gabamin in action very, very quickly uh, and to see what he can produce with a view to formulating his transfer plans, you know, for this summer. I'm sure he actually said, you know, however Gabamin fares, you know, will dictate what they need to do in the transfer market this summer, you know, do they need to bring somebody else in in that position or is he a man that could you know, s- save him you know, so having to look in that area? Uh, so I think there will be pressure on him uh, in, in that respect to see you know, if he can perform at the level which convinced Everson you know, to pay what they did for him you know, however many years ago it was. So yeah, it's not gonna be you know, a completely comfortable take your time son, you know, so just ease, your back in, ease yourself back in gently. If he's a hundred percent fit, you know he's going to be asked to perform very, very quickly. It's quite an unforgiving environment, uh, Premier League football. And you know, whilst we all feel, you know, so dreadfully, you know, for what the lads had to endure, he is fully fit now. You know, so he is over that injury all you know, the various injury problems, and he needs to show that he can perform sooner rather than later. So yeah, Ancelotti will give the impression of being, you know, so positive and supportive, but he'll want to return as well, and you know, Gabamon will have to deliver that pretty quickly, I think. Yeah.
0: How do you reckon it'd affect Gabaman coming back into an empty stadium, Gav, because you know obviously he would have had huge amounts of fans behind him, uh, if he was going to be making his return in normal circumstances, but uh, it's gonna be a bit you know subdued, isn't it? Where if he if like let's say he does return yeah, yeah. the international break, it's it's not gonna be an amazing environment to come back into, is it? No, I mean
2: being me piano playing good cop, bad coffee, I mean There's <laughs> me being all shocked and gentle about Gabin. This is what we and, like. I'm saying, if he's not good enough, get it straight away, I mean. <laughs> That's football. <laughs> no yeah, sense. You know, now, 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 now you know why Perno's isn't so high, you know, with that ruthless <laughs> streak that obviously I'm, I'm missing, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, now I get that About It, it goes back to the old stories so that we spoke about seven times in lockdown, how empty stadiums affect people, you know. Uh, well, we've read, read, mentioned on this podcast with Virginia. Come and, yeah, it's incessant, one, isn't it? Uh, I think you probably want to come back too, to just stay, in perhaps? Mm. Maybe a little bit less pressure on you than you know, uh, fewer eyes on you. Might be might might be better for you. You don't you don't you don't know what people what make people tick, do we? Though at the end of the day, we're second guessing there, aren't we? Mm. I, I know if i have been off for two years, I'd want a gentle introduction in an empty, you know, in an empty ground. But you know, uh, some people. Might want the encouragement of a home home, uh, home crowd, you know. Yeah, yeah. so incestant, but I think it's, it's a good news story. I mean, I thought we'd written off this season, but it appears to be a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, doesn't it? Mm.
0: Yeah, nice. And on that fairly positive note, we should. Oh, shall no, move. no,
1: no, you're not going to ask the predictions. You. I'm
0: going
1: <laughs> to do it. I'm going to do it. And because you're moaning, Frenno, you can go first. <laughs> um. I was getting told off uh, on social media recently for the lack of realism and um, in our predictions. Yeah. And I don't know what people want us to come on here and be you know so sort of doom, gloom, and despondence. I mean, I said to and, be I, we, we we shouldn't have been beaten by Burnley. I don't I don't think like I don't no, think I agree. victim wins against Burnley
0: was a uh, No, I think I think it was the Chelsea win. one you were
1: looking at. I think I think I actually yeah. managed to recklessly predict a victory at Chelsea, which was a bit silly, I suppose. <laughs> um I'm going to, as I often do in situations like this, uh, go back towards, you know, sort a bit of precedent, a bit of nostalgic precedent. And uh, Gavin, I remember this very, very well. Way back in the late 70s, there was an outstanding football team that played beautiful, easy on the iFootball at Ipswich Town. <laughs> it played the Gooderton Park and absolutely took us to the cleaners, battered us 4 0. Yeah. It was one of those days where the cushions came onto the pitch and everybody was absolutely distraught. And they were a great, great side, that Ipswich team. And Gordon Lee rather recklessly said, I want to play them again in the FA Cup, I want to get revenge. Everyone thought he was a lunatic. Anyway, we drew up such Town in the quarterfinals only a month later, and he did have a tactical master plan. He played John Gidman in a free role to so sit on Eric Gates, who was like one of the original number 10s. and We were inspired that day, finished ruthlessly, defended magnificently, and won 2 1. So there's the precedent, it can be done. So I'm going to Maybe not quite be as reckless as that. I think we'll grind it out. We'll go, take it to extra time. We'll get a draw, and we'll win on penalties. So there you go, penalty wow. out victory. <laughs> wow,
0: that's going to be oh. that's going to cause havoc for my print deadline. That I really, I really hope that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't happen. To be honest with you. That? Gav, what's, uh, what's your thoughts? Oh, so, sorry, that's what
2: you're saying. You'd rather see City win tomorrow, so we 2 too, report, You mean is that what you're saying? You know, no, 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 no. you're putting words No, no, I know, I
0: know, <laughs> know what you mean.
2: I know, I know what you mean exactly. Um, now I think, um, I've noticed actually, and this is an age thing, whenever we're off against it, we've got to do predictions that. Uh, that if it's game is actually brought up quite a few times, trying if you listen back it's as well, yeah, podcasts, yeah. Uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a means of like taking comfort from the past, you know, uh, and, and after all that, I'm, at my son of God's truth, I was going to say exactly the same as Penno. I've just got a funny no, feeling about it at the cup this year, you know, after that Spurs game, mm. I've just mentioned it, I just, just got a funny feeling. I'll probably be completely wrong. Considering the because, because think last time of addiction, like there was actually out in grounds, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with plan. I, 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 I was going to do my normal bottle job, One all enough to win on penalties. And how about this? Wouldn't it be nice to see Joe Virginia there, stop a stop a couple of city penalties and the penalties. You going pen, to score a pen then? <laughs> yeah. uh, you never? Think you so, didn't rob Did Robles miss At West Ham? Did yeah, he take what? Smack
0: one against yeah. the bar, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we have got a precedent, <laughs> you know. But he'd take one. But he's wanted to take one, wouldn't he? Really, to yeah. be fair. Now, seriously, I think it, in keeping, with, I can only go back to what I said before. It's be positive. Don't be afraid of City. Don't get beaten before you get out on the pitch. Work hard. Work hundred percent, and we, can, we, we, you know, it's got a chance. to, so, but um, I think maybe win a normal time, perhaps a bit beyond us, but. An additional hundred and twenty minutes, one or followed by it went for the mighty blues. Uh I'll,
0: yeah. Right. Okay. I think it's gonna be a bit of a different game to be honest. I think with this with Carlo saying keep saying it's you know a knockout, it's a one off game, I can see it being a, a little bit more open for, for some reason. Right. I can I, see it I can see it, you know I, I, I think I agree with you a little bit earlier in the pod when you said if you're just going to sit back against this city team they've got yeah, yeah, yeah. far too much quality that they're just going to break you down anyway so just don't see how that's going to play out so you might as well just go forward and attack them with with you know essentially everything you've got so i think maybe <laughs> i'm, I'm gonna to have to go with, i'm, I'm gonna to have to go with a win but three <sighs> two. three three two three two i think Wow. It's gonna be a high. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna be a, quite a high-scoring game. So, so is that just to satisfy your print headlines as well, as is it? Yeah. Yeah, three-two nice. in normal time as well. The normal <laughs> time, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. best That's, of both. Yeah, that would be the nice, nice, nice. little, nice little rewrite as we score a 90th minute minute
0: winner. You know, <sighs> that'll be a that'll be a welcome rewrite. that would be brilliant. That, that one, yeah. yeah. I, I'd yeah. say I'd take that fully on board. Uh, so, yeah, you know, people people might not be thinking they're the most realistic predictions, but you know, I think it goes along with the positive note that I wanted at the start of this podcast. I think we've booked yeah, got, got to we've behind ourselves quite well. And you know what? It is a one-off game. It's the FA Cup, yeah. the magic of the cup, as Joe Rimmer hates hates it yeah. to be described. <laughs> 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 so let's just let's just see how Everton go. Uh, thank you very much, lads, for joining me, and thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from, and you can join in the conversation on Facebook and Twitter as well. Just search for the Royal Blue Podcast on there and I'm sure you'll be able to find us with ease. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.